Welcome to this episode of Game on Girl, the podcast where we talk about gender and game culture. I'm your host, Regina McMenemy. And I'm your co-host, Rhonda Oglesby. Today, we're talking to Nana Nia, a YouTube and machinima broadcaster extraordinaire, former WoW player, and the mistress of all things Orcs Must Die. And as we learn in this interview, the Skull Ninja herself. She has a vast collection of kick-ass instructional and entertaining gameplay videos available for your viewing pleasure. We have a great interview today with her, so... Let's welcome Nananiya to the show. Today, we have the honor of speaking with Nananiya, who is a prolific YouTube video gameplay designer and machinima creator. And we're delighted to have her on the show today. So welcome, Nananiya. Prolific. Prolific. Sorry, I like the big words. <laughs> I wouldn't say prolific. But thank I don't you. know. Thank I you. definitely would say pro. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I'll take that. <laughs> All right. So why don't we start at the beginning? Why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself and your uh, your gaming history? Okay, well, myself, uh, there's not a lot to talk about. I try and stay pretty mysterious. On the internet, it's kind of hard to do, but uh, it's a tough place. (laughs) I'm going on 30. I'm going to be 30 this year, which, you know, everyone hates to hit that. Uh, Uh, 30's a good age. 30's fantastic. I'm not ready. I'm not ready. (laughs) But uh, I'm divorced. That's one of the reasons I'm not ready. I'm like, oh, "Oh, divorced before 30. Uh, (laughs) I have an amazing seven-year-old daughter. Her name is Zelda. She is fantastic. I love her to death. Um... She's my reason for living. So, and we actually have some videos out together. It's oh. fun. Oh, fantastic! Oh, cool. I don't think I saw any of those. I let her play Left 4 Dead two once. <laughs> oh wow! That, that incited some nightmares, so we had to stop. You but might. She wanted to do it. Yeah, coolest mom award right there. <laughs> uh, you know, through my life, I've had all kinds of odd jobs. Nothing really related to YouTube ever. Just everything from like prison guard to a gas station clerk so anything you could think of i've probably done dabbled in at least nice yeah this Um, interview just got much longer (laughs) 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 i want to hit every one of those (laughs) oh come on no much to talk about (laughs) well how long have you been how long have you been gaming my brother got an atari 2600 when he was I want to say 11, so I was five at the time. Long, long time ago, uh, we started playing Frogger. That was like my favorite. Frogger was my favorite. Uh, Space Invaders. I can't remember any other games that we had. We didn't have a lot. Lots of good times on Frogger. Yeah, I remember enjoying Frogger on the 2600 myself. So did you just did you just fall into the YouTube thing? I mean, how did that come? I kind of did. Yeah, Yeah, um, I was. I've been an avid MMO player since I was like 15. I started with EverQuest and that just snowballed for eight years. <laughs> and then World of Warcraft came along. Uh, all my friends quit EverQuest and moved on to World of Warcraft. So I was in this guild, this hardcore raiding guild in World of Warcraft. And we were trying to get the guild to use a certain add-on called Power Auras. So I thought, well, why not show them how to how use to it instead it. of just oh. telling them? Because it didn't translate well. You couldn't stay on Ventrilo and talk about it for half an hour. People right. just didn't get it. So right. I thought, well, I'll just show them what my setup is. 
And it really just went on from that. I, I did that video, which I didn't even talk in. Uh, and then I saw someone was looking for someone to make a video of their add-ons. I thought, well, I had so much huh. fun making the first video. I'll do this little tutorial for them, too. And it just kept going and going and going. And then here I am. <laughs> wow. That's fantastic. Yeah, yeah. that's so cool. It's, I love stories that originate out of sort of organic need. Like right. your mm-hmm. guild needed that. And, you know, and you started it and then look where it led you to. That's fantastic. Do you mind me asking what you uh, started recording with and what you're using to record now? I started with a software program called Fraps. Mm -hmm. It's just a complete software solution. And I used Fraps for a long, long time. I now use a software called DXTory, or I call it DickStory. Sorry if that's uh, a little rude. (laughs) It's DXTory. That's how I read it. I can't help it. Um, the reason I use that over Fraps, though, is it allows you to have multiple audio tracks in your video. Oh. So you can you can capture the screen and then I can have a separate audio track for Skype and Ventrilo and then one for my microphone and then one for the game sound. That way I can level them all out in the uh, post-production. Oh, that's interesting. Cause I was I Today I was watching your first video from Borderlands 2 when you like first launched the game and were playing mm-hmm. it for the first time. And I was actually conscious of that. I mean, it's part of just, I think, my lens now that I've started my own, you know, recording. I pay more attention to these things than I might have a year ago. But I was actually thinking about how balanced everything was in your in your output. And that's not always the case when, you know, you have sort of amateur videos or people putting things up that are, you know, just kind of run through and you have them fighting with the game sound. So. Especially when you first launch a game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You, you have no idea how the sound is. And if, if your mm-hmm. software yeah. is mixing Skype and Ventrilo with the game sound, then that's mm-hmm. just, that's bad stuff right there. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's it, it, it. There are a lot of layers and it can get very complex yes. very quickly. Yeah. Yeah. Well, now you didn't jump from from Frogger to EverQuest. Did you? <laughs> no. No. Did you did you have a gap in there? Or was there something else that you did? There was never a gap. Um, <laughs> I love it. <laughs> from, from Atari twenty six hundred to NES at the babysitter's house, uh, played Mario like crazy. Eventually got an NES. I think Christmas of ninety one, and I beat Mario the first night. I like blew my brother away. <laughs> oh. I was like, what the heck is going? Because I had memorized everything, and I memorized the the puzzle for the Bowser level, mm-hmm. the very last level. And uh, after that, I a few years later, SNES came out. I conned my grandma into getting an SNES. So she had it only at her house. I had to stay at her house. So every time I would just constantly ask my, let's go to grandma's house. And then I would stay there for like four or five hours and play SNES. Uh, and then uh, N64 came out. When that came out, I asked everybody for money. <laughs> Christmas, I want money. So I could pull it together. And I, I bought my own N64 with my Christmas money. Awesome. That is awesome. Yeah. The sad thing, though, was I never got Mario. I never got Mario 64 because when I bought the N64, it was a really crappy local Walmart. They just didn't have it. Oh. So I had to settle for Killer Instinct 64, which is a fighting (laughs) game. I didn't have a problem with it. I played it on SNES, but just to not have, I never had Mario ever. I had to rent it. (laughs) <laughs> back when you could actually go into a shop and rent a game right know? and actually pick one up and take it home yeah yeah well, funny and now was EverQuest your first MMO yes yes it was and at first I didn't like it I played it at a friend's house and I'm like I, I just don't really get this 
<laughs> right? I made I made a barbarian or something, and I couldn't see anything. Yeah, because you had to have yeah. light stones and certain. Th- it was really Dungeons and Dragons, yeah, hardcore stuff. And uh, like, I don't like this. This is stupid. <laughs> but then I I went back over to his house and uh, played it again. I'm like, wait a second. Okay, I'll play this for a little bit longer. And that kept going. And then eight years later, like, well, <laughs> I guess I'm done with it. <laughs> so uh, what do you think was the appeal? What what bridged the gap there? I think uh, for me, just when I started leveling up and seeing mm-hmm. that character progression, like, oh, well, I get this skill at this level. Yeah. So I have to keep going to get this skill. Yeah. I can do a wheel at this level. And uh, after a while, it all kind of blends in together it's like oh another level right yeah so then it became about the people meeting those new people and talking i made so many friends on everquest a lot of them i don't talk to still anymore um but some i still talk to you and that's amazing because i haven't played that game in a long long time yeah yeah that's that's well that's one of the things that you know i i see as gaming or being a main idea of gaming that community that comes out of it and yeah that's right that's, that's that works sometimes where i still have people that i'm that i talk to that i played world of warcraft with many years ago too so yeah it's kind of cool so were you the last one in your guild to leave everquest not the last one um but near the end the ship was sank or <laughs> just floating on it wasn't that people were oh wait no that wasn't everquest that was another game that people had to wait forever for the boat for online yeah ultima online the the boat would like take 15 minutes to take you to to the next continent and things like that so it was like that in everquest as well was it all right maybe it was everquest yeah Yeah, the 15 minute and he he got tired of waiting for the boat (laughs) i was a mage so i could teleport around Nice. Most of the time. That was going to be my question was what kind of uh, class did you play and, and what's their consistency in the class you played between like EverQuest and WoW? Uh, no, there there wasn't. Um, I started off as a mage, which was like an elemental necromancer. So you had uh, elemental pets, mm-hmm. earth, fire, water, air, and uh, watered down wizard spells. Mm. Um, eventually, I played a beastmaster which I have some 15 minutes of fame on. Uh, I got the first like epic 1.5 ever in the world on that character. Wow. Pretty hardcore. Awesome. Yeah, uh, seriously. Yeah. But I only beat another person by like five minutes from the tournament. But it's still first. <laughs> it's still first. Even five minutes, five minutes, a long time in computer time. Yeah, That's seriously. Right. Seriously. And That's first like, really? is always first. <laughs> That's right. Right. Uh, yeah, I played Beastmaster as my main for a long, long time. And EverQuest wasn't really one of those games that was alt-friendly. Mm. So that was it for me, Beastmaster. Uh, I got into some dubious things near the end of EverQuest. I started uh, hacking a little bit, mm. cheating a little bit. That was big in EQ. It was. That's sort of part of the, the culture. I didn't play it, but I've read a lot and I've, read, I've talked to a lot of people who've played it. And that was sort of part of the culture there. It was it felt like the game was dying anyways. Right. So having having this set, uh, the software was called MacroQuest, MacroQuest 2. And you could script out your own plugins. You could script out your own bots. So I started learning that language. I made a bot that leveled me completely 
uh, from like level 30 up until the max level. And then you had alternate advancement points, which were just extra levels and gave you extra bonuses. I actually went on vacation one time for seven days and the bot was still going when I came back. (laughs) Uh, Never got banned for anything. (laughs) It, It was awesome. It was a lot of fun. But I was doing it with one of my friends that had still not jumped the shark over to WoW. Mm. He got banned eventually. So that's kind of what pushed me to, to WoW. Finally like, leave, well, yeah. he's, he's done. <laughs> he's not going to redo <laughs> all that. So time to move. Yeah. Yeah. Was it hard to leave the game? Hard to leave EverQuest? Uh, yeah. No, it, it really wasn't because everyone else was gone. Mm-hmm. So my attachment to that character was based on my friends. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, it yeah. does stink, you know, seeing that just sitting there, but you get over it. Yeah. Yeah. Characters end. <laughs> yeah. Games end as much as we may love them sometimes. I think it's interesting how the MMO arena is sort of changing how we view characters. And, you know, in like part of what I talk about in my research is that attachment people have personally to the characters they play in MMOs. And I think they do that m- more in MMOs because, or or maybe it's just multiplayer games in general, maybe it's not even MMOs anymore, because of the people that they play with. I would agree with that. Mm, You build this identity. Yes. With this group of people. Mm -hmm. And uh, these aren't just people that you find in a lobby somewhere. These are people you play with consistently, talk with every day for hours. Yep, exactly. Yeah, you get into that, you know, that every night you go in and you play your few hours or you run your dungeons or whatever it is that you do as a group. You know, I've been in both. Well, I was mostly in a leveling guild and that was essentially what we were trying to get to the point where we could raid. And so we were always on helping each other out to, you know, get to the point where we could actually raid. So, you know, it was a nice way to build the community around doing things together. Right. So was it um, hard to talk you into joining them with WoW? Uh, a little bit. A little <laughs> oh, bit. When, really? it, when, when WoW first came out, I thought, no way. I'm not starting another MMO. <laughs> this is crazy. God, Why would I want to start that. over? <laughs> everybody says that about starting another MMO. I'm still feeling that way. So I'm still sort of scarred from from, from WoW, I think. <laughs> but <laughs> I feel that. I'm going through that same thing right now. But when you have a high-level character with so much time invested, why would you want to restart? Yeah, yeah. Why would you want? I mean, I get it. Oh, experience the new game and it's a new world. But... I'm happy in my world. Yeah, yeah. Why won't you stay world. here in this world? I already have this whole world I established and all these great skills I built toward and all the stuff I've done to level this way. Why do I want to do it all over again? But exactly. you did it all over again. And I'm, I, I'm assuming that you spent a fair amount of time in WoW. <laughs> uh, 257 days on Nananiya is what the ending total was. Okay, 250. Because I just quit okay, last yeah. Sunday for yeah. good. I saw that on your feed. I was watching that on your feed. I'm like, oh, this is interesting. I wonder if she'll be cool talking about this. <laughs> I'm totally cool talking about it. Um, so I did a 12-hour live stream. Yeah, 12-hour live stream. That is impressive. <laughs> <laughs> My butt hurt a lot after it was over. <laughs> I went straight to bed. I'm like, no, I'm done. No more computer. But yeah, I wanted to send off the game that I love in a good way. And I still get a lot of people say, oh, well. People are still commenting on these videos going, well, you'll be back in a week. You'll be back when the next expansion. I'm not coming back. Yeah. I took the screenshot of my last login. I'm done. (laughs) Over. I got the memory. I'm good. You got the screenshot and it's over. (laughs) Well, I guess if I lose the screenshot, I might log in. (laughs) I won't. I won't. I won't do that. 
I've got it backed up on Dropbox. I'm good. <laughs> okay, that's good. <laughs> that's funny. So what kind of character did you play in WoW? I played a mage. Mage. Okay, so you... Uh, All the way until the end. Yeah, so you, you had a mage in EQ and then a Beastmaster, and then you went back to fire to uh, magic wielding in WoW. Right, right. Mm-hmm. Uh, Beastmaster was... Uh, it was a pet class, just like mage, yeah. but it was a melee pet class. Okay. So I thought... I'm done with that. I want to have portals. Mm -hmm. I want to have range. So I'm just going to go mage. Yeah. Human alliance mage, which a lot of my friends were not okay with. (laughs) They were were horde. But I had some friends on the alliance still. So okay, yeah. I I played a human as well, but I was a warlock. A similar kind of. Oh. Yeah. I I have to leave. I'm sorry. We have to end this. (laughs) I can't talk to you anymore. It's the warlock on mage hate. It's I know. Eternal. It's just sad, though. <laughs> it is sad. We really should all we'll, along. We'll be friends for the next 45 minutes. <laughs> or however long it goes. I don't play WoW anymore, though, so you can't hold that against me now. Well, <laughs> I don't either, so. All right. All right. <laughs> Bury the hatchet. Yeah. So why did you sign off on Ania? Again, uh, friends. Uh-huh. All my friends had left. Mm. Uh, I had been raiding with a, a group for three plus years. And after the last expansion, the raiding just was dull. And we said, mm. all right, we're just going to meet back up when the new expansion comes back. Or when the new expansion launches. And that didn't happen. Oh, they didn't come I, back. I logged in. Not uh, everyone else did. Mm. So I still keep in touch with a lot of them. But they just were disenfranchised with it all. They, yeah. they just didn't want to put in the effort. They thought it was ridiculous. So, well, we've had several conversations about that <laughs> on the show too, <laughs> right? So we it happens. People yeah. people get bored, mm-hmm. and yeah. that's okay. Uh, I'm still gonna keep in touch with my guildies. I got them all on Steam, mm-hmm. which is amazing. So, oh yeah, I'm a big proponent yeah. of Steam. I got Rhonda started on Steam too. All yeah. right, <laughs> I, really, I really like it. Start building that library. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Especially now that I'm doing a little um, uh, traveling, especially unexpected traveling, I don't have to pack up pack up that PlayStation. Right. I've got my laptop and I'm ready to game. Mm-hmm. Bonus. So, w- tell me a little bit about how you went about building your mage for WoW, because I know there's building a huge damage. creation, yeah, a huge creation process at the beginning. What's what's important when you begin to to create those avatars? Uh, well. I've only ever made two male avatars. Uh, one was f- just to have fun, to be funny. And mm-hmm. the other one was because I wanted to hide out. Oh. And for respect. Because back in EverQuest, if you were a female, you were lower. Right? You didn't it's get still as kind much. of that way. Yeah, it, it is still kind of that way. Well, yeah, I, I saw that a lot. There's a lot of caretaking of female avatars that you don't see with as right. often with male avatars. Yeah. Are you guys talking about in gameplay? Yeah, with how people treat yeah. you in the game. Oh, how people treat you. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I You're a lesser you player. Play. Yeah. Okay. Is that built into the storyline? No. <laughs> no. Oh. <laughs> it's just like real life, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Pretty much. That's what I was, Okay. Wow. <laughs> uh, but when I made uh, Nanania, um, I have the tight wrapped bun. At the top, <laughs> I try and make I try and make my characters look like they I don't know, uh, hair haircuts and stuff like that. A mage to me has a really nice hairdo because she's not in the fray, right? right? Yeah, they're and not. She can they're keep not that. standing in it. Yeah. So she was she had the nice bun, 
and I had brown hair when I started because mm-hmm. I have brown hair in real life. I was going to ask. That was going to be my next question. <laughs> uh, she has green eyes in game. I have green eyes. Uh, I tried to make her as close to me as possible. Okay. And usually when I make characters, I, I try and make them my ideal me, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. No, it does. It's kind of hard to do because a lot of games are the females, you know, They're very over-sexualized a little bit. Mm-hmm. There's a there's a high limitation to <laughs> right. how much uh, uh, personalization you can put on them. Let's just put it that way. <laughs> well, it's funny because in games like um, I was I was playing The Sims today. It was Zelda, and when I went to make myself, I made myself really fat, like the fattest you could get. And the reason I did that was because well, now I have something to work to. <laughs> now I can reward myself by working towards my ideal self. Ah. I don't I don't do that in real I don't exercise a ton or anything like that. And uh it's a lot easier to do it in the Sims, right? You just get on the treadmill for eight hours and boom, there it is. I did it. So it's it's a little stuff like that that's rewarding. Mm-hmm. You can't do that in WoW, obviously. No. So. Yeah, yeah. Wow. That's always been one of my biggest criticisms of WoW and a Blizzard, because Blizzard's reasons for why you couldn't have like body shape manipulators in their character creations were bogus and so i've always been like okay come on guys you really could have at least given us a choice to like tone down the boobs if you didn't want them sticking in your chin right (laughs) right i totally agree so so you sort of had a conscious decision to make some of your avatars look like you did you find you connected more with those avatars when you played them oh yeah definitely and how do you feel because i know you know you have your icon picture set as um I actually have this outfit on my um, sorceress right now, <laughs> the ninja right. outfit, and orcs must die too, <laughs> because this one and the winter one with the tail are are my two favorites. <laughs> awesome! I love this too. So, how do you feel when you go in and you play an avatar that you don't have? I mean, you have very little control over how the sorceress looks in orcs must die. Too. Well, you know, the skull ninja is me, right? Is you? Yeah. They made that skin for me. Oh, really? No, I didn't know that. I, yes. At all. Really? Because oh, I had been such a huge... <laughs> yeah, because I had been a, such a huge proponent in the community. They made that skin pack. The uh, the firefighter skin is my friend Fried Egg. Uh-huh, yeah. And they made the Skull Ninja after me. They named it that because whenever Fried Egg and I would co-op, I would constantly just steal all the skulls on the skulls. street. <laughs> you just, you did not get them ever. <laughs> So we were live streaming and uh, it was with the community manager, which we do sometimes. Uh-huh. And people in the live stream were like, oh, my God, she's such a skull ninja. You guys need to make her a costume. And it just happened. Oh, that's oh my God. Awesome. Oh, my God. I'm like, I'm like verklempt. That's so cool. <laughs> it is like that's like the dream of all gamers, right? To be in a game. Yeah. Yeah. Especially when you love. Yeah. So it, it blew me away. Yeah. That's I, fantastic. Well, I love Robot. I think they're fantastic. I love the products that they create and every game they've played that I've had of theirs I've loved. So especially Orcs Must Die 2 Endless is just Oh god. Isn't it awesome? It's among my so favorite good. most favorite things ever. And some of my friends just don't get the appeal of like why I want to keep going back to it. And I'm like, how could you right. not want to? I mean, it's just because you can keep doing different stuff. Yeah. You can just change it up so much. Exactly. There's so much variety and so many different ways you can try to do things. And sometimes, you know, you do things and they turn out really well, and sometimes they're a disaster, but it's all fun when you do it. <laughs> That's what I love doing the most. It's just going in there 
and saying, all right, how can I switch it up from the norm? How right. can I how can I make the most ridiculous thing work? Right. And that's what I love. Yeah, yeah. And that's, yeah, I think it's it's a really well-designed game for that because it gives you a lot of choice and there's a lot of uh, variety. And I played Orcs Must Die. And, you know, I was... I was always bummed because as much as I am, you know, in my gamer types, I tend to lean a little bit toward mastery. And so I couldn't ever get like all of the skulls. So I didn't get everything unlocked in that. I love the system and how they changed it in Orcs Must Die too. that, you know, you collect more and more skulls as you're going. So you have so much more flexibility with what you can do in the game. It really makes it a more powerful and personalized experience. So even if you can't five skull levels, exactly. still unlock all the traps and upgrade them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That made that made a big difference for me going in to play it so yeah pretty cool i actually gave that game to Rhonda. Yep. awesome <laughs> co-op. yeah it's well not yet rhonda has got to uh find more time to play Rhonda <laughs> Rhonda did get a job oh. <laughs> and it's really cramping my style <laughs> <laughs> just quit just play works my style all day i know i've got uh, uh i'm really going through withdrawals <laughs> Oh, it gets, yeah, it's it's hard when you can't do that. And she also got addicted to Civ Five, which was not my fault. I didn't do that. No, <laughs> no, my, my other girlfriend did that to me. But they both are paying me back because I got them both hooked on Plants vs. Zombies. So fair's fair. Um, yes. All good games. Civ Five. Yeah. I went through my emotions with that. <laughs> you tweeted about that the I other did. day. Yes, because I was one up. more turn syndrome. Yes, exactly. I was just like I was up and I didn't. I had no clue what time it was, and I looked at the clock and it was like twelve thirty, and I'm like, I've been playing this game for six hours. Ah. And they're sneaky about. It. They don't even put a clock in the game. No, you have oh. no idea. <laughs> you have to tap out or have two monitors or a yeah. stopwatch or something. Something, you know, set a little alarm for yourself. Oh, you might want to get up and stretch your legs and go to the bathroom now. <laughs> Is am I wrong? I've only I've only got two games going, but is it not just like the most frustrating game in the world? It certainly can. Definitely can be. Yes. Uh, I can tell. It's just me. <laughs> I'm doing something wrong. Like if the barbarians get out of control. Yeah. That's especially in the early game. Oh my god. That killed me now. That's exactly what I was gonna say. I just started a game with um four of my gaming friends and so it's a five person game. And I'm in like the choice position to start. I'm I've got tons of resources, I've got all this great stuff around me. I've got um a bunch of mountains that I you know, I know I'm gonna put my second city in so it will be, you know, easily defended. And the next thing I know, like every turn I've got another camp of barbarians on my ass. And I'm like, come on, guys, give me a break. Uh (laughs) So I keep having, I keep getting stuck, like having to fight them off and not able to progress the things I need to progress because I keep losing warriors and blah, blah, blah. So yeah, it can, it can definitely have its frustrations. But once you get past some of that, I'm playing another game where I'm about to go like take everybody out and become like world dominator Regina. And let me tell you, I I love that idea. So (laughs) I well, have we an be- issue with Alexander the Great. Oh, yeah. I just want to punch him in the smug face. Yeah, he's kind of... Him and his horse. <laughs> yeah, that's the way I feel about that bitch Queen Elizabeth. <laughs> I, I know. Yeah. Yeah, she can be problematic, too. I like um, getting the wonders, so I, I tend to always go for... To, to build the wonders so that's one of my favorite things to do in that so I always have like lots of those going on well if we were to um we were to ask you to define what a gamer is what what would you what would you say oh I wrote this out that's a hard <laughs> question that's a hard question to ask someone on the fly not any yeah. it used to be the first question that we asked everybody oh my god <laughs> 
Wow. Um, okay, so a gamer to me is just really anyone that enjoys games on like like a higher level. So my mom's not a gamer. She plays Tetris now and then, right? Mm. When when I was younger, but she's not a gamer. To me, it's it's the person that gets off work and they start to shuck off their clothes as they enter the door and they get something, they get like a bite to eat and put it in their mouth. And while they're, they're like hopping over to their console or their computer to turn it on because they just can't wait to play. Right. And they've been thinking get... about it all day, like what the next yes, thing is they're exactly. going to do and whatever game they're playing and where they're at. Yeah. And that's the fantastic part about gaming, right? Oh, yeah. It gets yeah. you out. It's that stress relief. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. So that's what a gamer is to me. But I, I have to say something. I have to rail on this a little bit. Go for it. I... I hate when gender is brought into gaming. Uh, and if you guys call yourselves this, I'm so sorry. It's not personal. Uh, <laughs> but when people call themselves girl gamers, that blows my mind. Yeah. It's oh, just really? bad connotation everywhere. Like, you don't hear guys call themselves, guy- I'm a guy gamer. Right, right. There's no qualification, right. yeah. Right. Well, the assumption uh, is there. And and girl gamer comes with bad connotation of, well, you're a lesser gamer, right? You're not as good as right. a guy. Well, because, guys will think that. Yeah, and and th- and people will say, oh, yeah, well, you're good at this for a girl, or you know, things along right. those lines. Yeah. yeah. What does that matter? Yeah, yeah. Why did? Uh, why is that a qualifier? Yeah. Another one is gamer, G A Y M E R. Like that's super clever. Don't yeah. get me wrong. Yeah. Wait, well done. Yeah. Gay community. <laughs> but why segregate yourself even more? I mean, right. you already have a hard time in real life. Now you're gonna do it. In your in fake as well. internet, what? Yeah. Just, why well, can't we all just be gamers? Yeah, I, I I love that idea in terms of the idealized world <laughs> that it represents. That that we are all gamers, and it does it it is that is what we do come down to. The reason why I I actually talked about this in the dissertation that I struggled with the with the terms and what to say. And I wasn't ready to give up qualifying gamer with a feminine gender. And the reason why I'm not is because the stereotype still for gamer, the majority of people who are not gamers, when they think gamer, they think guy. They think, you know, socially awkward, lives in his mom's basement. Right. And and I like the term gamer girl, not girl gamer, where it's like, you know, which I think just that shifting of order makes it slightly more empowering. So it's like, you know, I'm a gamer girl. This is, you know, part of who I am. But I, I, I long for the day where the stereotype doesn't scream guy. <laughs> well, and that, that, like you said, it's, it's, I, it's an ideal. It's, yeah. It'll never happen. Yeah. Most likely. Yeah. Most not not a, say never. Yeah. Not say never. Because it, it could. We could get to the point where, you know, I actually had somebody um, who I work with, a colleague, ask me if I thought the term gamer itself was going to become obsolete, that the way we're gamifying education and the way games were sort of integrated into kids' lives now, that someday they wouldn't even, like, think of people as being different because they were gamers because it was so much a part of culture now. Oh, wow. And I'm like, well, that would be another ideal thing. I don't think we're quite there yet. But, you know, maybe maybe that will be part of what happens. Who knows? Let's just change it to players. <laughs> player! <laughs> I have a t-shirt that says everybody loves a player with, you know, the original uh, Nintendo controller on it. So. <laughs> You're you're already there. Uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, I love playing with the terms and I love the discussion of them. And yeah. you know, and I even love hearing that people are like, Why you know, you shouldn't be considered anything different than just a gamer. That's how it should be. So it's all good. But at this time in history it's um it's still a very hot topic. Yeah. Yeah. And in fact it's I think I feel like that it's finding somewhat of a 
it's being threaded out. It's finding various grooves. Uh, uh, feminism has always been an issue, but it's it's being very finely defined in the gaming community in, in very different ways. And so the discussions are getting much more detailed right. Um, right. about terminology to use, how you act, how you treat each other. And, you know, is it sexism or isn't it? And th those are all really good discussions. Now that it's getting into specifics, you know, the conversation has been, um, opened already right it, it's and already challenging new right mm -hmm. right we're already questioning it and that's and that's what we should be doing and that's one of the things that I've always loved about language just in general I mean I I was always a big reader growing up and and I was a big gamer and I used to be that girl who could beat all the guys you know all the boys that right. I grew up with I could you know totally own them on pretty much anything we picked up to play but I still face like the first time I went to PAX and I was walking around and I picked up a game and I was really good at it right away. And the PR guy there is like, wow, you're really good at this. How'd you get so good at this? I'm like, dude, I'm a gamer. Like, <laughs> right. <laughs> this is what gamers do. You know, <laughs> We learn and adapt. It's just kind of the thing. But he was just like standing there staring at me like, wow, you're so good at this. Like, good for you. Like, I could feel him like virtually pat me on the head like, good girl. You know? <laughs> oh, God. <Yeah. laughs> I was just like, oh, get bent. <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> well, we've, we've already kind of segued into the subject. And since you have done a lot of MMO, what is your experience online? You mentioned playing a male character to avoid some hassle and stuff. Have you got any best and worst situations about being a girl gamer online? Uh, well, early in EverQuest, if you were a girl, you got given stuff. Yeah, I'm. I'm not gonna say that's that was oh, awesome. Nice. Yeah, sure. I, I mean, it still happens. <laughs> it, it does still, still happens. happens. Yeah, it did um, happen to in WoW all the time to me. It was one of the, you know, things that made me want to do this research. I'm like, okay, why are people walking up to me and handing me gold? I I don't understand. And I hate it. Yeah, I hate it. I hate it, but I didn't get the gold back. <laughs> I well, sometimes I'll, I'll keep. It depends on who gives it to you. Right, and what the it's some random. Yeah, no. And what the connotation was, I had one time I had a guy walk up to me outside a, a battleground and open a trade and give me like 70 gold or something. And I was pretty low level at the time, maybe 20 something or other. So it's a pretty decent chunk of change for where I oh, was yeah. in the game. Okay. And I was like, okay, thanks. What's that for? He's like, you look poor. Go buy yourself better gear. And I was like, what? <laughs> where did that come from? And I was like, okay. And I was still relatively new. So I didn't know very much at the time. So I went back and I bought some stuff with the gold he'd given me and, you know, did better the next time I went into the battleground. But then I had another experience where someone handed, someone talked to me first. We had a whole conversation and, and he's like, is this mm -hmm. your only tune? And I'm like, yeah, I just started playing. And I had, it was the second account I had for a while. I was like, yeah, I just started playing. And so, and he gave me 15 gold. I think I was level eight or nine at the time. And he's like, well, this will get you started. And that I felt was a little bit, at least had a, a level of respect to it. <laughs> right. <laughs> Where he right. talked to me first rather than just throwing cash at me. I feel well, weird tell now because I used to give money away on WoW all the time. <laughs> you well, gifted money? Yeah, I would go up to uh, lower levels that I, I would inspect them first to see what kind of gear they had. Right. And if they had heirloom gear, which means they have, they have a higher, a higher level. level character. Yeah. I wouldn't give them any money, but if they didn't, even if, if their gear was decent, I would give them like a thousand gold, which mm -hmm. is huge. Huge at that level. Yeah. Yeah. But... And they'd just be like, what? <laughs> what? 
<laughs> I'd just be like, there you go. <laughs> you know, happy birthday, whatever. Right. There you yeah. go. Well, and, and it's fine. I would, I ended up starting to do that too when I finally got to max level and I had more, you know, more cash than I knew what to do with. Um, I would do that as well. The same kind of thing. If they weren't running around in heirloom gear and new to the game, it's one thing. But I would generally start a chat first and be like, hey, how you doing? <laughs> well, my problem was with the, the guy, obviously guys, that would be like, hey, so, uh, so what do you look like? Right. And they give you some money or some gear and Mm -hmm. expect a conversation. Yeah. No. Yeah. Or will you take your clothes off and dance for me? I did actually. Right. Yeah. Multiple times. Come dance for me and I'll give you cash. And I'm like, how is it not virtual prostitution for this? (laughs) Like, (laughs) would you walk up on the street and do this? When they when they would offer you money first, then would they ask for something after? Sometimes. Or would they or would they say, I'll give you cash if I had both, I never got the I never got the cash. If okay, it was more subtle when I would be approached. It would be they just try and chat me up, mm-hmm. and then eventually it would get into well, you know, come here often. Here, here's some. <laughs> yeah, I have some money if you want to, you know, keep talking. And so and like why that. did you hate that so much? Because it's it was obvious that they thought my time in. How do I put it? They thought I was a girl. In so real life, they like they, offline, right. a girl. All right. Yeah. And they thought they could buy my time. Because you were a girl. Because I was a girl. Mm-hmm. But you don't see, the thing about it is you don't see the game as a place to meet a potential mate. Because, I mean, what's what I'm thinking is, what's the uh, difference well, <laughs> than a guy buying you a drink in a bar? What's the difference? Right. I don't always let that happen either. Um <laughs> I, I have done the relationship online, and uh, that is my worst gaming experience, because oh. uh, we were going to get there eventually. <laughs> uh, it just, I get it. Like, some guys are really nice about it. And mm-hmm. if I confront yeah. them, yeah. and they, I say, hey, you know, this is, I don't know what you're trying to do here, but it's not going to happen like that. Right. And if they're respectful about it, fine. I'll still talk to that person if they want to continue on. But a lot of the guys early on, especially in EverQuest, it didn't really happen so much in WoW, but it's in EverQuest. When when that first came out, mm-hmm. I mean, that was an explosion of the genre. Right. You had all these socially awkward Dungeon and Dragon boys that, that came out of the woodworks. <laughs> and so here I am, you know, just labeling them. But these guys just, they didn't, they were socially awkward and they didn't know how to interact with women, let alone other men, usually. Right. And uh, they didn't know how to interact with anybody. Anybody. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. Other than NPCs. Right. Right. Hail. Yeah. <laughs> and it really changed. Wow. Per- perhaps in particular, but but MMOs in general really changed the way gamers interacted with each other because it became necessary to work right. with other people to play the game, which is yeah. different from the vast majority of single-player games, even a lot of multiplayer games like Borderlands, you can play on your own, but it might not be as much fun. But, you know, it, it has a different dynamic, and it did force sort of people into being social who might not have had the skills, like you said, right. to, and to, to do it. Great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. As long as That's they... That's why MMOs are so popular. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, and it's, I think it's, it's like Regina has said in the past as well, p- part of it is a situation where there's a level of anonymity mm-hmm. and you can 
think you can act the way you want. Right. But right. then once you stick the opposite gender in there and they reflect back on you the way that you're acting, then they they either gain some respect or they become abusive. And so it, it's a situation where either they they learn some some social skills or they they become more of what they are. And it's <laughs> it I think is. it's re- yeah, I think it's really important that, and it's really hard, but as women that we, we communicate and we tell them, look, just like you're saying, right. no, thank you. I appreciate it. You know, if you want to go rating with me, that's fine. But you know, that's, that's okay. That's a different thing. Yeah. It's uh, it's trial by fire for mm-hmm. everyone. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. exactly. Yeah. You learn by the doing it's of it. Great, it's a great way of putting it. Yeah, Totally. Totally. So I have to ask, because you said it was the worst experience you had gaming, <laughs> what it was about uh, having, I guess, I'm assuming, a relationship that uh, began in-game or was... never. It never got to the real life. It got really okay. close. Okay. Uh, I have met some people through gaming and stuff like that, and it was never really bad, but... Mm-hmm. Uh, my best experience, I'll go back to that real quick, okay. was meeting people. Right. I love meeting new people. I, I live in a really isolated region of Missouri, right? Mm-hmm. Right outside of Kansas City. I never would have met these amazing people ever in my lifetime. Uh, I know that. Right. So, well, we, we, had this, those, yeah. we have the same story. I wouldn't have met Rhonda had I not done yeah. my dissertation exactly. research. Exactly. So, you know, yeah. So MMOs are how I started connecting over the internet. Mm-hmm. Uh, not not going to Yahoo chat or, right. <laughs> you know, anything like that. That was my chat room. It was mm-hmm. MMOs. And sure. uh, it really helped me love meeting new people. But then I was really trusting and very naive. And I let a lot of my personal information out mm. when I was younger, which is why I'm so mysterious now. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> it's one extreme to the other. Right. And now I'm locked tight. Uh, <laughs> I would share photos, you know, address, all these kind of things. And uh, a lot of boundary crossing. Yes. Mm -hmm. And I I did have some good real life meetups. I had a few dubious ones uh, as well. I don't really talk about them. (laughs) (laughs) But the the relationship thing, oh, man, it was with a, a raid leader, guild leader of mine. I was the the guild leader's girlfriend, I guess. But I was an officer. I ruled with an iron fist. (laughs) I wasn't just... You know, the ditzy. So you weren't the bad leaders, right? Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. People weren't annoyed at me because I was given things that I didn't deserve. Right. That kind of thing. You weren't that kind of gamer girl. R- right. <laughs> um, and it, it became actually pretty abusive. Uh, we started talking on the phone all the time. He was a uh, terrible drunk, Ooh. terrible drunk. And uh, I lived through that with my father. Didn't want to go through it again. Yeah. So cut it off before the real life happened. I, I was planning on meeting him we were talking about maybe moving in together eventually mm-hmm. so no <laughs> so that was my worst yeah never that's again almost, that's uh traumatic scary. yeah it was yeah scary. scary yeah scary and trauma inducing just listening to it <laughs> yeah and i'm glad i'm really glad when women share these stories mm-hmm. because i'm actually i'm always surprised when i meet women who tell me that the level of transparency they have online or what they're letting stalkers or people hassling them whoever it is another guy or another girl what what level they're letting them get away with it and you know it's it's one of those things where 
it, once you put it out there, you can't get it back. Right. Right. So it is just it's just safer to keep it to yourself and uh, make it valuable and precious and then give it out sparingly. And then you've got control of it. But mm -hmm. if you just throw it all out there, it, you know, it's very hard to get it all back. Yes, it is. It, it's taken me a lot of years to kind of scrub Google clean of my yeah. past. Uh, yeah. But it's pretty hard. I, I do a lot of Google searches of my name and stuff like that. Not not because I'm super vain, but because I want to see what other people can see. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, I'm pretty, pretty mysterious. Yeah. So I, I'm, and you have to be. Yeah. I have to be now because I have this YouTube channel. Yeah. I'm, I'm coming up on 10,000 subscribers that yeah. I'm very curious about how I look, uh, you know, my life outside of YouTube. Yeah. And that's fine. I mean, that's, <laughs> that's human yes. to be curious. Curious. Yeah. Yeah. Because you're, you're a personality now and they want to know more right. about that right. personality. Mm -hmm. But I think so far my viewers have been really respectful of my privacy and I appreciate that. But if you do Google, if you go to Google.com and type in Nanania, the first things are like IRL, pick, you know, stuff <laughs> like that. So yeah. it's obvious it's getting looked at. Yep. Yeah. Oh, I was going to tell you that because I went to look to see if I could find a little bit more about your background and history as I was writing up the bio for the show and the show notes. Uh -huh. And I put in Nanania and space and the first thing that popped up was picture. And I was like, yep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Did you find anything about me? Nope. <laughs> Nothing other than your Arsenio YouTube Hall channel. fist pump. All right. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Which is why I brought it up. I'm like, just in case you want to know. <laughs> uh, other great. than your bios, you know, on uh, Twitter and uh, YouTube, that's all I came up. So you're you're doing your work. <laughs> well, I don't. I hate for the I hate for the conversation to end, but I definitely want to wrap up with uh, just touching the gamer types really quick. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's um. It was really hard to tell to begin with mm. what gamer type you were, Nanania. I was thinking mastery. But then when you identified so closely with your avatars, you sounded so much more like a self-player. Do you, do you get a, a feel differently, Regina, from watching the videos? Well, from watching the videos, I was going to say mastery for sure. Um, both because of just how well you manage uh, your Orcs Must Die to build. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. And how much I, um, I aspire to be as skilled with it as you are. Um, but I agree with, uh, with your assessment, Rhonda, after talk. I actually wondered a little bit because uh, with some of, I was getting some indications from the um, videos about self-gamer. Um, just a little here and there that I was like, hmm, I wonder if there's a little bit of this in here. So what what do you think, Nanania? Yeah. What's your take? I put self. Did you? Yeah. Yeah. I wondered if just you never, would. Yeah. Not not so much because of the gaming, but I think the YouTube. Uh-huh. That Nanania has become my identity. Right. Yes. If anyone mm -hmm. yelled out Nanania in real life, I would turn and instantly respond like, yep, that's me. Right. Um, right. And, and that was really reinforced by YouTube, not so much gaming. Right. Uh in my younger years, I definitely mastery. Mm -hmm. uh, I still I still like to master games, but I, I don't know. It, it's it's hard to say. It, it well, I think one of the things I'm I'm starting to recognize now as we continue to talk to people about gaming and about the types is you know just like anything else, I, identity is fluid and changeable, and it changes as we age and because based on our life experiences. And I think it's interesting when you were telling the story about memorizing Mario. <laughs> right. And getting it on Christmas and being able to finish it the first yeah. day. Brothers just like, what? 
that is about the top level of mastery. (laughs) (laughs) That level of commitment and dedication. And I'm also wondering about, because I'm having similar feelings about playing another MMO because I bought Guild Wars 2. And I love a lot of what they did with it in terms of MMO style play, but I cannot bring myself to play that game. <laughs> I cannot yeah. put myself in, I'm going to level another character. Are you kidding? You know, I just, I just can't do it. And I think for me, as you said, that sense of, I already did this and I already leveled a character mm-hmm. to max. Why do I want to do it again? I think is right. also, um, I think that might be split actually. I was thinking originally that that was more mastery, but I'm thinking now that might be a split between mastery and self. You become so identified with that character that you leveled so far it's kind of like taking yourself back to the beginning to to stop having played that character especially since you've taken that character out because nanania was one of your your character's names in wow right your your main character's name yes so you took that identity out and it has become bigger than it ever would have been just in wow so i wonder and i'm actually i'm actually grieving it now that i've quit wow Oh, because I, yeah. I, I don't know what to do. Like, I have the <laughs> I have the skull ninja skin, so I'm I'm playing on that. Right. But Nanania was always in the backgrounds of my YouTube, yeah. always my avatar. And now that I don't play that game, how can I really continue to use that image? I don't think I can. I, I'd love to. Oh, right. But now what? Now what do I do? How how do I replace that right. that huge part of me and that part that everyone sees? Right. Yeah. So I, I'm not really grieving. Not. Playing game. WoW anymore, yeah. but I'm grieving that my character, my image, is mm-hmm. gone. Yeah, I, I still, I still have that. I haven't played WoW for a while. I'm, oh, maybe a year over, over a year now. I think in April will be a year. <laughs> yeah, thanks. I was not Congrats. tested by Pandera, uh, by pandas at all. Like dirt, yeah. whatever. It was awful. I was like, whatever. I don't know who you're playing for, but it's certainly not me. And um, but I still think about my character was called Sunny Bee. I still think about Sunny, like that character, as having had a mark on who I was. So right. I miss that about WoW. And so when I get like misty-eyed over it, I miss that interaction. I miss playing with my friends. I miss the people that I met. But I don't miss that game at all. Right. <laughs> right. So, so I'm thinking, so now I have, to hedge, I have to hedge a little bit and think a little bit more about this, about that idea of not wanting to go back into another MMO because you don't want to level another character as being really a reflection of maybe both it might be even be all three there might be a little role player in there too like would they want to go in and start another character or start another storyline although i think they might be more inclined to want to do that because for role players it really is about creation so anyway that was a long rant of me thinking out loud which is part of what the podcast is about so (laughs) you'll be hearing more about that in the future i'm sure Exactly. Well, it's been really, it's been really great, Nanania. What, what kind of projects are you going to be working on now that you are officially signed out of WoW? I saw some Borderlands 2 out there. Are you going to continue making um, Orcs Must Die 2, or are you going to start something new? Wow, that's a, that's a hard question to answer because I'm kind of at a crossroads myself. Uh, oh. We just recently did a live stream with uh, 6OK, the community manager at Robot. And he's pretty much said that Orcs Must Die is not going to have any more DLC. Oh. It could maybe someday. But oh. when when people from robots say that to me, I hear never again. Yeah. So because they're a small developer and they just yeah. don't have time to keep yeah. working on something. Yeah. Uh, so Orcs Must Die is pretty much done. I released a, a video of it today. I don't know what else to do with it. I mean, <laughs> other than just the weekly challenges. They stopped. They stopped they, those. Oh, they okay. recycle them. Oh, so, so you can't two weeks ago, content. they recycled it. 
Yeah. yeah. So we had 20 weeks of challenges and now we're going to have 20 of the same recycled. So I'm not doing those anymore. Uh, I've been streaming a lot of new games. I, I streamed Borderlands 2 and the new DLC. I finished that already. So nice. now I'm uh, I'm doing Binding of Isaac, uh, Mirror's Edge. I- I'm letting my viewers pick what yeah, I, I should stream. Cool. Yeah, I voted for... Um... Torchlight because I have Torchlight, so awesome. I'm yeah. playing Torchlight Hardcore, so if I die, I'm dead. Yeah, that's another thing that we're curious about about permadeath and what it's like to lose a character like that. So, if you get to a point where you lose a character, we might have to have you back on the show. <laughs> I have lost a character in Diablo three. Oh yeah, it wasn't that good of a story for a whole nother show. So maybe <laughs> after the show, I'll tell you guys. Uh, but yeah, I, I'm just really trying to include my viewers more because I've been really bad about that. Uh, So my resolution for 2013 was to include them more in my videos. And I've done that a lot. I've, I've let them pick the live streams. I've been messaging random people on Twitter, like, Hey, let's go play. Let's go play this. So just connecting with them because now I don't have the MMO outlet. I have to connect. I have to find an outlet for my need i need to connect these people okay well well since i have you on the line and on the record um i would love to stream with you sometime okay let's do it okay cool we'll have to set that up so that would be great we don't do video but i know regina's doing a happy dance right now (laughs) yeah no doubt (laughs) well i I have to say this i can't stream with people because i have i have dsl Uh with the 60 kilobyte upload i can barely stream 360p oh geez we can do a video together yeah we can no. do some co-op or something and yeah I'll put it up that would be great yeah streaming... we can do that yeah i'm that's, terrible yeah i can i can totally understand that i can do yeah we can do a video that would be great awesome yeah we're gonna have to plug our listeners in then you guys need to follow Nanania on Twitter and go out to her site because she's uh, looking for listeners to tell her what to play. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. I do videos. Yeah. I'll I'll put a video up and I'll say like live stream slot pick and you you guys just click on a video annotation and boom, you voted. It's so easy. Yeah, that's totally awesome. That's a really nice, very streamlined uh, approach. Very good. Well, thanks for joining us. We Thank had you guys fun. So much for having me. Yeah, I had a ton of fun. <laughs> Great. We're... When you sent me all the questions, I was a little worried. I'm like, oh, <laughs> I know. I I've realized that that um, they that people get intimidated by them, and I'm like, we just want to chat with you. <laughs> it's really easy because we all love what we're talking yes, about. Yes, exactly. It's you know, it's, true. It's really easy to get people to talk about what they enjoy, and so your your enjoyment of the game is clear, and your dedication to the channel I think is fantastic as well. So I was thanks just gonna again. say thanks so much for having me. Yeah, exactly. Thank <laughs> you so much. It was a blast. Well, we'd love to have your feedback. We had a great interview today with Nanania, and if you'd like to chime in on anything we talked about today, you can catch all of our feedback venues through GameOnGirl.com. You've been listening to Game On Girl. I'm your co-host, Rhonda Oglesby. You can follow me on Twitter at RoRoom. That's R-H-O-R-H-O-O-M. You can read my blog at DroolOnTheFrog.com or email me, Rhonda, at GameOnGirl.com. And I'm your host, Regina McMenemy. Or you can follow me on Twitter as DocLiz with two Zs. Many, many thanks to Nanania for joining us today and giving us such a delightful interview and such a great time. And can't wait until we can figure out when we can do a recording with her of uh, Orcsmas 
Die or Borderlands or any of them. We'll have links to her Twitter feed and to her YouTube channel up on the site at GameOnGirl.com. So make sure to check out those. Subscribe to her channel. She's getting close to 10,000 subscribers. So definitely go subscribe and definitely follow her on Twitter. She's absolutely delightful in both venues. Game on Girl is now part of the Radio Fubar network at RadioFubar.com. That's where our feed's going to be coming from from now on. But if you subscribe via iTunes, we should have a seamless transition to our new host so you don't have to change your subscription at all. And the same will be true for Stitcher streaming. These links and references made on the show can be found at GameOnGirl.com. This podcast is edited by Ryan Broom at Desert Tree Media. And the theme song Good Day by Triple Fox is used under a Creative Commons attribution license. Thanks for listening. Go check out Nananiya. Until next time, game on. Game on.